remember my first attempt at comedy. Well, it's the earliest attempt at comedy that I could think of anyway, so I'm going to share it with you now. It was... I don't remember what grade it was, but it was... Uh, I remember I was in history class, and... <laughs> And the teacher's like, today we're going to be studying the Great Depression. And I just remember, like, like you know, you know how witty I can be. Just like the snap of a fucking whip. I just got up out of my chair and I'm like, I'm like the Great Depression. I'm like, that's when I lay down on the leather couch. <laughs> and yeah, not a single person fucking laughed. I think, I think one guy in the back row like gave a slow clap. But it was more of a mocking clap, so I guess what I'm saying is not much has changed with me. I'm still not getting laughs. Welcome everybody back to Not Rich Just Bored, episode number thirty-eight. We're we, I've almost done forty episodes of this fucking thing. That's it's actually kind of unreal. It's 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 crazy how time flies, and you just you know you kind of do something, you set your mind to it, and it it just kind of flies by after a while. It's just like I don't even necessarily think about doing the podcast. It's just like. It's it's ingrained in my schedule. Every Wednesday I record, unless I can't, unless I have to do it on a different day. But it's like every Tuesday, you hit the old... Re- or <laughs> Every Wednesday, yeah, load her up. Then Thursday's the release date. So it's been consistent, which is good. And uh, yeah, I was... I was just thinking about... Uh, earlier today, uh, that's why I opened with that comedy bit there. I I remember I was I was um, kind of thinking back to like my past, and I'm like, was I always f- like? I, I'm not trying to say I was funny. I mean, I tried to be funny. <laughs> funny is you know, it it's like beauty's in the eye. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, funny is kind of subjective. You know, it's. I think I'm fucking hilarious in my own head, but some people probably think I'm just an insane person. So I was like thinking, I was like, what was my first joke? And I'm like, ah, oh, there was that Great Depression moment. That was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I got a few things going on here today. I'm going to move actually my Discord over here. It's funny, last week with Ryan, I was talking about Predator 2, and I was like, I want to watch that. And. I ended up watching it because I guess on Disney Plus they have like the whole, they have the Predator collection. They have every Predator movie on there, uh, including obviously the new one, Prey. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty fucking sick. So I can watch all of them. But I watched Predator 2 because I haven't seen that one in quite a while. So, and it still holds up. I still like it. It's, it's kind of, it is definitely the oddball of the series. It's kind of, I don't know. It's it's very weird and it's one of those crazy that movie like as a kid it didn't scare it didn't scare me watching it young but like the the crazy gang members scared me like the Jamaicans and all that doing their voodoo magic and and um I think the other one was supposed to be like the Mexican cartel or whatever but like they all fucking like it scared the fuck out of me as a kid because I didn't know anything right so. My, everything I did, I consumed through movies and television. So I just assumed that's what it was like in those big cities. Like, I think Predator 2 is supposed to be taking place in L.A., I guess. I don't think they ever say it. What city is Predator 2 based? Yeah, it's it's based on here. Yeah. E. Yeah, exactly. It's saying, it's saying Los Angeles. Like I said, it's um. I don't know if they ever say it in the actual. Um, it's obviously filmed in Los Angeles, but and the the 
the city is very clearly Los Angeles. Actually, now that I think about it, I think at the beginning credits they said it says like Los Angeles 1997. So I'm just being stupid. But either way, we confirmed it. And I just assumed that's what those big cities were like. And I mean, maybe they were like that that time. I don't know. But like, it just made me terrified. I'm like, I never want to go there. I'm like, I'm going to be walking down a street and all of a sudden I'll be a ritual sacrifice or something. Like, ugh, like fuck that. Um, So, the, yeah, like I said, there's a few things. And when I, when I was on, I had a lot of time the other night. Because uh, I was just bored and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and watch something because I haven't watched anything. And I watched Predator 2. And then I had more time and I'm like, I'm on Disney Plus and I saw She-Hulk on there. And people have been criticizing She-Hulk the whole time. They've been saying it's like, it's a piece of shit fucking bullshit and the CGI is terrible and blah, 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 blah. And... I'll be honest, and I'll be the first to admit this. I'm not really into the Marvel movies anymore. Obviously, I like Doctor Strange, because I I love Doctor Strange. He's, like, literally one of my favorite. He might be my favorite MCU character. Uh, he's just a fun character, and all his movies are really good. So, I liked, uh, I like, I liked watching his movies still. But, like, other than that, like, I, I don't watch any of these fucking shows... Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision or uh, any of these bullshit shows that are just... Because to me, they're just like shovelware, right? You get like your main series thing. Like you get your Avengers movies and all your MCU guys. And then like on the CW or whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember who had it originally. There was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that was like the only TV show at the time besides like... What was there for a TV show? I think there was Daredevil, I think. But that didn't go anywhere. I think it was only a few seasons. But, you know, other than that, there's, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's really about it. But now, like, since Disney Plus is a thing, they've kind of been... They got the MCU license, so they've been jacking out all these fucking uh, series. And there's, like, just... It's just... To me, it's shovelware. It's just... I I don't know. I, it just doesn't interest me. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's all minor characters, and the minor characters um, they do well in the in the movies. Like obviously, Captain America: Winter Soldier is like one of the best. You know, it's one of the best Marvel movies, uh, and I like Bucky as a character. But it's just like I I don't need to watch a standalone show of him. What made his character really good was him playing off of Chris Evans. Same with the Falcon. What made him good was playing off Chris Evans and the other characters in the big budget movies. Uh, it might be a good show. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't really... I, I, I just don't care. But this She-Hulk thing, uh, I didn't really care about, much about either. But then I've seen all the criticisms of it and all this other bullshit coming out. So I was like, well, maybe I'll check it out. You know, I, I don't want to be because I the, I don't like to be the cynical guy that just, you know, like doesn't watch things just because people say, you know, I mean, especially when rides on a show, we've discussed, you know, probably dozens of different things on the show that have been hammered by critics, but then people love it. The, uh, the, the people that watch it and consume it actually love it. And it's just, that's how critics are, right? They just want to kind of review Bob things. But this is one where it was a bunch of guys, apparently, and they were, they were review bombing it without even ever watching it. And I don't know why. It was something, I think it was like incels because it was like a She-Hulk and something about it. I'm going to look, I'm going to look up why people were, why, why were people hating on She-Hulk? Because I, I, I want to, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to tell you what I didn't like about it. Oh, oh, 
There's people are pissed we didn't hate She-Hulk episode one. That's by the Angry Joe show. You could definitely trust with that fucking guy. Oh, She-Hulk is a cringe disaster from Ryan Kinnell. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> people also ask, what is the point of She-Hulk? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so she. this is from CBR. They explain why people are hating it. Uh... Oh, okay, yes. I did read about this. That it's one of the reasons people were uh people were hating on it is cuz I think one of the VFX artists came out and was talking that about the crunch lines and stuff like that and like they were talking about how like they were underpaid and they were expecting all this shit from them and I guess it was just a bad I guess it was just a bad thing all around for, like, the CGI artists, but, but I don't, I don't, to me, like, like I said, episode one's the only episode that's out. I watched it, and uh, I don't, I did I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. Um, the CGI looked, I don't know, to me, it looked acceptable. I didn't think it was, like, shitty, like absolute dog shit or anything but you know it's obviously not huge huge budget cgi but still i i don't think it's worth the hate or anything like that it's you know it's fine but the the overall story the weirdest thing i didn't like about it uh was for some weird reason she hulk was pulling like a deadpool and she was breaking the fourth wall like a couple times Oh, excuse me. Like, even the intro. The intro is her addressing the crowd. Like, you know, the audience. She was addressing the audience being like, Oh, this is a funny crime. You know, it's a lawyer show. Nothing else, just a lawyer show. <laughs> it's like, I I thought that was a little weird. And then, and then yeah, later on, it's, it's like she'll... I can't remember what she said, but she... Just literally turns to the camera and like addresses the audience, and I'm like, "What are we doing here?" Like, it I don't know. To me, that doesn't make sense because the Marvel movies have never been like fourth wall breakers like that. It's always been, you know, as serious as a superhero movie can do, but it's serious to the source material. Obviously, the one that breaks the fourth wall is Deadpool, because that's his character. Deadpool's his whole fucking character is about breaking the fourth wall and just, you know, that's that's what he did. That's what he does in the comics and everything. That's what he, that's what his character, the whole point of his character is to make fun of all other comic book tropes and break the fourth wall to the audience. But yeah, I thought the She-Hulk thing, it was, like I said, I guess we'll see. I'll probably have to watch the rest of this series because um, I want to see where they go with it because obviously a for the promotional material, you saw that Abomination is going to be in it. And I believe it's, is it Peter Stormare that's coming back as Abomination? Abom. Please, Abomination. Oh, no, Tim Roth, is it? <laughs> Fictional character. No shit. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was Tim Roth. Supposedly, he's coming back to play Abomination in in Disney Plus. And uh, I saw the promotional material, like the trailer there, and it shows him like locked up, and he looks pretty cool and stuff. But but uh, I guess I don't know. I guess we'll see what they do with that. I I actually like the original Hulk movie, like with. Uh, Cause that one, well, I can't see. See, this is tricky. This is what makes it tricky about this shit. It's because everybody's like, I re I like the original Hulk movie, and it's like, oh yeah, Lou Ferrigno, and I'm like, no, like, I I'm talking about Edward Norton. But then there's even one between them too. There's, I think it was Eric Bana, 
Eric Bana was the Hulk, was the Hulk as well. Eric Bana. Who was even the bad guy in that one? Eric Bana Hulk. Oh my god. Holy shit. I just looked up the Eric Bana Hulk. I forgot how fucking bad that CGI was. You want to talk about bad CGI? Wow. I feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> I remember liking it a lot as a kid just because it was a superhero guy. So, but it's, it's, wow, it's really funny looking it up now. And then the Edward Norton one uh, looked better, but it was just like the classic Hulk still. Whereas, uh, whereas, uh, like, what the fuck's his name? Uh, come on. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, that's his name. Mark Ruffalo, uh, when he played the Hulk, they actually made the Hulk's face look like his face uh, when he when he transformed. So that was the one kind of unique thing to him and why his Hulk kind of, to me, looked better than the rest of them. And I mean, obviously, Lou Ferrigno's Hulk looked like him because it was fucking him just in makeup. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Either way, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't think She-Hulk was that bad. The first episode was pretty fucking boring for the most part. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Not much really happened. She just kind of trained with. You basically got her origin story, and how she turned into a Hulk, and you kind of got the idea that. Uh, she revealed like kind of her secret power where where Bruce kind of had to take a lot of years to become smart Hulk whereas uh whereas like she could just turn into the Hulk but she retains like her normal personality she's she's still like the same person and i'm guessing later on she'll just be she Hulk all the time and she'll just go into the courtroom as a Hulk normally so I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens to it. I I think I want to see it through to the end because I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. You know, personally, I think she's kind of hot, you know. Maybe I have a giantess fetish. fetish. If you guys don't know what the giantess fetish is, uh, I recommend not looking it up. Or if you do, make sure you're on a incognito mode. <laughs> Or better yet, on the Brave browser. <laughs> Otherwise, the government might be popping by your place. Um, but yeah, another small topic I had. Uh, just I'll just mention it real quick here, because uh, I thought it was, uh, well, not funny. It's more fucking stupid, but it's the human condition is funny. We'll put it that way. But I guess there's some there's a bunch of people. Uh, that are being fucking weird. It's happening in, I guess, like the States for the most part, but that's where these cars are. But as you know, there's a certain car manufacturer called Tesla, and these Teslas have a special ability called auto drive or autopilot where they just, you know, remain cruise control and... I think it's actually adaptive cruise, so they can they can keep up or slow down with the flow of traffic, uh, and and then they stay in the lane. Whatever lane you're in, they'll stay in that lane. So it essentially drives itself, which I've already told you guys I don't fully trust it, and I don't I don't think a lot of people trust it. But some people are taking it a little bit too far in the states, and they're actually. If they notice people that are on auto drive, they're actually they're actually attempting to swerve in front of them, and like essentially like brake check them almost. And I guess a few accidents have happened from it, and it's just literally people being fucking smartasses. And you know, to me, it's kind of a jealousy thing. It's like, oh, this little fucker's being on auto drive. Oh, oh, you don't want to drive your car like a real man, and they're swerving into their lane. And, 
and like they're almost like fucking you know try to kill like to me these guys, these people should be fucking charged with the attempted murder because that's essentially what you're doing you're trying to make you tried to make a system, a vehicle system fail and cause a car crash just because somebody's on auto drive. It's like, don't be a fucking loser. Like, if, if you're listening to this and you're one of those fucking assholes that's doing that, fucking get help. Like, I get it. You don't trust auto drive and you think people are fucking around, but that doesn't mean you tempt fate and try to try to actually make something fucking stupid happen. But I don't know. Either way, I just wanted I just wanted to mention that people are fucking stupid and yeah, they're trying to f- fucking swerve into people, which is really stupid. Uh I have to bring up another I have to bring up this other one. I bring up an article right now. It's, um, I, I didn't know much about this, but I heard it getting brought up on YouTube. People are bringing it up. So I just want to quickly look at it here. I really should be more prepared for this shit, but I work all day, guys. What do you want me to do? All I could do is what I hear from the word of mouth. Um, but yeah, I. I'm just going to kind of read this out here because I don't really understand what's going on fully, but this is from IGN. This is an article on on IGN, and it was published yesterday, um, the 23rd of August. So Sony, Sony, meaning Sony Entertainment, the PlayStation guys, is being sued for 5 billion. uh, It looks like 5 billion euros which is 5.9 uh, billion US dollars uh, over the price of its online PlayStation store prices with the plaintiff claiming Sony is overcharging consumers and abusing its position as the primary seller of PlayStation games digitally. As reported by Sky News, Consumer rights advocate Alex Neal, the ex-managing director of non-profit consumer advice organization, which UK, what the fuck, that, that is a mouthful, is leading the legal action and said the game is up for Sony PlayStation. The lawsuit filed with a comp- competition appeal tribunal on August 19th states that consumers have been overcharged for digital purchases of games and DLC as Sony is charging a 30% commission. Holy fuck. I... <laughs> fuck. Wait until these guys get a hold of Steam. I think Steam's commission is 50%. Just let me look that up real quick here. Steam commission. I'm pretty sure it's 50%. Oh, what? Oh, fuck. No. Uh... Okay, no, it's not as bad as that. That five percent is a transaction fee. Uh, Steam takes thirty percent of sales, so that's yeah. So this is the same. It's a well. This might be an additional fee. That's what they're saying. On top, maybe I don't. I don't know. But it goes on to say with the, with this legal action, I'm standing up for the millions of UK people who have been unwittingly overcharged, said Neil. We believe Sony has abused its position and ripped off its customers. Gaming is now the biggest entertainment industry in the UK, ahead of TV, video, and music. And many vulnerable people rely on gaming for community and connection. The actions of Sony is costing millions of people who can't afford it. Particularly when we're in the midst of a cost-of-living crisis. Fucking amen, brother. And the consumer purse is being squeezed like never before. The crux of the lawsuit is that, as the primary and dominant seller of digital PlayStation products, Sony is in charge to overcharge, or Sony is in a position to overcharge for its items, rather. The legal action claims it's doing exactly that, forcing consumers to overspend unfairly 
and as a result is in breach of competition law. So so they're fucking going back to the old Nintendo lawsuit. Because Nintendo got sued for antitrust and uh, unfair competition by Sega back in the day. I don't think it went anywhere, but it's 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 a real thing, man. Like, it's these fucking people, they... The thing is, when they have a monopoly on, on merchandise or on their merchandise, they can do whatever the fuck they want. It's crazy. Especially if they're the number one in in that respective field uh it goes on to read sony dominates the digital distribution of playstation games and in-game content said natasha perman the legal partner leading the case excuse me should have poured myself some water i didn't get any water it has deployed an anti-competitive strategy which has resulted in excessive prices to customers that are out of all proportion to the cost of Sony providing its services. The estimated damages per individual over the last six years range from 67 um, euros, which is $79 American, to 562 euros, or 664 American dollars, excluding interest, which amasses to 5 billion total euros. The lawsuit claims... And it says at the end, IGN has reached out to Sony for a comment. So, uh, obviously, they want to they wanna know what's going on there. They, they feel like they're being overcharged. I'm guessing it's for, you know, it's it's for digital distribution, right? So, but, but uh, this, there's a comment on the IGN article. Number one here is from Airwolf873. It says, should have started with Nintendo. No one has charged more premium for games than that, than them, especially for old games. If anyone is ripping off consumers by landslide, it's them. At least MS, Microsoft, and Sony have competitive deals that easily beat whatever deals, in parentheses, Nintendo has to offer. It's, you know, I, I actually have to agree with Airwolf on that one. Uh, and I've, to, I've, said, I've told people before. To me, Nintendo has the biggest fucking... They have the biggest, like... I, I, it, it's so weird, because I don't fully... Under, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not She-Hulk lawyer, you know, attorney at law here. So I'm not fully aware of all that shit. But I do... I do think it's weird that this lawsuit is happening, because if it is Sony products, and with Nintendo, it's Nintendo Pro products like i don't fully understand what the anti-competitive thing is oh excuse me fuck because it's really it's their it's their product they're selling so you know what i mean it's like they could set their own prices so i i don't really understand how that works like i guess they you know They'll just sell less games if they jack up their price all the time. Here, there's another guy that commented on the article here, MJTH. I don't know, Majith. I don't know, but he commented and said, "I'm not quite sure what the case is being made here. They claim, they claim is Sony overcharging, but there is no comparison giving." Given realistically, the argument that will try to be made will either be in comparison to Steam or the fact that Sony has led the charge of prices going up 10, 10 for the PS5 generation. Yeah, which they every everybody went everybody went up in the fifth generation, like in PS5 and Xbox Series X, whatever the fuck their stupid shit's called. PlayStation's digital storefront is generally pretty nice. Com- Pretty nice, pretty price competitive when compared to Xbox, and for quite a few cases, better than Nintendo. Switch prices are all over the place. Indie games tend to be more expensive than any other store, but Nintendo first-party offerings tend to be ten dollars cheaper than Sony's first-party games. But then, but but then, never deflate and rarely are on sale. You got that fucking right. It's only comparison to PC store fronts, which are uh, generally cheaper. Do the prices look inflated? 
there's no direct uh, comparison to the mobile game market, which are sadly the actual biggest gaming storefronts. Yeah, I again, I don't. I again, I kind of agree with him. I don't really understand what their whole big deal is with this whole thing, because it is their own thing. Like it's their own games. Like Sony games, especially first title, are not available anywhere else. I think they just came to PC, and I don't think, and I don't think they're more on PC. So, and if they're talking about the price jump from PS for PS Five, like I was saying earlier, uh, there's they all went up ten bucks. Like all of the first party games are like eighty bucks American, eighty bucks Canadian. Like it's oh excuse me, I mean I'm not gonna lie, it's crazy, but that's. You know, that's just how it is. New games are about that much. So I guess we'll see what happens with this. If this if this does go through, it's that that's gonna be a real fucking blow to Sony. You know? Getting getting sued for almost six billion dollars American. That's fucking crazy. So I don't know. I, I personally don't this is just me. My opinion, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Uh, if anything, they might send out vouchers or something, you know, like just to save face, Sony. But I, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think the tribunal is going to get there. I don't think they're going to get their 5 billion euros. I, I, I just can't see it. Like I said, they'll do like the old Nintendo thing where they put out a fucking you know, like, uh, everybody gets a $5 voucher. Like, I think that's what Nintendo did back in the day when they had the anti-competition, um, lawsuit. I think they, they, they sent out like a $5 coupon to every person that purchased a Nintendo at that time. I can't remember. The gaming historian did a really good video on it. I remember, but, but with that case, that particular case, it actually made sense because Nintendo was really doing in the eighties. They really were doing uh, things against the competition laws because they were making it that like they were so strict back then. I'm sur- I'm surprised that Nintendo did as well as they did because they were so fucking crazy about about like their anti piracy and the, their strict quality control guidelines. Like, they could only... I think a publisher could only publish two games a year. And it had to be exclusive to the Nintendo for one year. Something like that. And that's why, like, you got... like the If you look at your own Nintendo games, you'll see, like, a bunch of old... Like, weird... Weird game studios, like... Like, LJN and, like, Acclaim. Uh, because it's... That's how... That's how they got around the the two titles a year thing. So they did. Um, if if they could only do two titles a year from Konami, well, they would perch, They would publish another two titles under a claim, because the claim was owned by. It was just a subsidiary or whatever they made of Konami, and the, the only reason they did that was so they could publish more games, and that was all because fucking Nintendo was all strict and they didn't want people just. Sh- shoveling shit out there which makes sense but but it's um it's not good for the companies who want to make a bunch of games in one year and then making it exclusive to nintendo for i think it was a year or two years so i can't remember but you know that's obviously unfair competition because sega wants it on their you know on their machine and whoever else is in the you know the scape whether it's pc or whatever players were in the game at the time, but either way, I guess we'll see what happens to Sony. Sony, good luck. You're probably going to need it. Um, so the ne- uh, one of the next things I, I had uh, was there was a, 
I just saw this today. Uh, but there's a new Jurassic Park survival horror game coming out. Uh, sorry. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it called Jurassic Park Survival? Better not be. Uh, I don't know what this is. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. This is from 2021. Maybe this is an old fucking story that I got tricked into thinking it was new. What the fuck? I never heard of this anyway. But it's, uh. Oh, it got canceled, I guess. Well, fuck me, guys. There's this Jurassic Park survival game. And it was supposed to be made by the guys that made Alien Isolation. But I guess it got canceled. Okay. Cool. This doesn't look like a new game, though. What the fuck? Oh, there's an... Oh, my God. There's a Jurassic Park 3 game that was canceled? Weird. Huh. I, I thought there was a lot of potential for that. Because I think it would be cool if they made, like, a Jurassic Park... You know, like an actual horror game. Where, like, because it was pretty, it would be pretty scary being on, like, the island where the dinosaurs were and having to, like, you know, survive and, like, hide from the dinosaurs and shit like that. Like, Alien Isolation, I don't know if any of you guys played that, but that game was fucking terrifying. And, yeah, I don't, huh. Weird. Get out of here, Google. Google's giving me pop-ups. My pop-up blocker didn't block that. But yeah, okay. We'll scratch that until we have more on that because apparently that's just an old thing that somebody was talking about. It looks like it got canceled. So I'll look more into that and see if there really is a new game coming out. Because maybe somebody else picked it up. I don't know. Um, but, uh, the, the other thing is, uh, obviously Jeanette McCurdy has been in the news lately. Um, it's a little bit old, but I think it was a little while ago. I don't remember, but so Jeanette McCurdy, everybody, everybody from my generation, it's technically like I Carly came on in, uh, 2007, something like that. And, and it, um, you know, it was a little bit after my time, you know, I graduated high school in 2008. So, you know, I, I knew iCarly and I, I had watched a few episodes of it, but I wasn't like crazy invested into it. Uh, I definitely liked, uh, some aspects of it. And I liked, like, I think that was the show with Jim, Gibby, Jimmy. That guy was fucking hilarious, and obviously there's the famous slam he did in there, where he fell from the ceiling, and I guess that was actually a real fall, and like it was a stunt fall, obviously, but still, I guess he got hurt pretty bad on that fall, <laughs> and it looks it looks bad if you ever watched that. Just look up uh, Gibby from iCarly falling. I'm sure you'll find it. Here, I'll look on YouTube right now. I'll see if I can find it. Gibby iCarly. A takes off shirt. That was what he did on the show. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Holy fuck, that was uploaded 10 years ago. It only has a million views. <laughs> yeah, but either way, it became like a huge meme of Gibby falling. Or it's, I guess it's G-I-B-B-Y. Not, not G-I-B-I, like I said. But, 
But yeah, either way. Either way. I, I, I wasn't super invested in that show. I didn't know a lot of it. I was more big into Drake and Josh because that came out like oh four, so I was quite a bit younger then. And uh, I love that show. It was really unfortunate to see, like, Drake Bell is such a fucking creep now. And I think he's going to jail now for, like, grooming children and stuff. And a lot of weird shit going around there. And, you know, it's... I don't know. It's weird. I'm just looking up something here. Yeah. Okay, I just want to confirm that. iCarly was made by Dan Schneider, and same with Drake and Josh, and I think Sam and Cat and Victorious, all those. And, you know, they're all like, you know, they're all really good shows for their time. People really love them. They're beloved shows. Like, I still would, I would still watch Drake and Josh. Like, it's hilarious. And... And it's very nostalgic for me. And then same with, you know, iCarly to a degree. Not as much, but, you know. But all those shows, it's weird. All the, you know, Dad Schneider had a weird thing about girls' feet. And there's all allegations about that. And then I remember there was a whole thing where... I can't remember what happened. He got, he got excommunicated from Nickelodeon, though, because... Because of something. It was it was about yeah, allegations of abusive behavior. But yeah, he, he was he was you know, he was all around all those little girls like 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 Amanda Bynes, I think he worked with, and Ariana Grande obviously was in Victorious and Sam and Cat after that, and you know, Jeanette McCurdy as I mentioned earlier. Who's in, uh, you know, she's in uh, the news lately for her autobiography. And that's what I was kind of getting at here. But I just kind of want to set, the, you know, set the backstory of that whole Nickelodeon youth actors. Because, you know, obviously Drake Bell, it's come out that he's grooming children. and Which really fucking sucks because I really like Drake. Like I, like I like them from the shows, right? And it's just it's so disappointing when you learn that somebody like that, that you admired or you enjoyed watching as a kid, uh, turned out to be like a fucking pedophile or, you know, a child, a groomer of sorts. I think that's what his whole thing was. He was grooming young girls, but, but then it's like you look into the sinister background of Dad Schneider and stuff and his whole, you know you know, abusive, you know, he can't, you know, there's all these talks about how he was abusive on set and, you know, it's all these stories are, all these horror stories are coming out about him, you know, wanting the little girls to send him feet pics and doing scenes in, in like, I remember there was one scene where like, I don't remember, it must have been from Victorious or Salmon Cat, probably Victorious, but uh, Ariana Grande, was doing like a weird pedicure thing, but she was like putting her feet right in the camera and stuff. And I don't know, he, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious that it was him being a sick son of a bitch, but I don't know either, either way, but it's like Drake was involved with those two. It's like, and he's all fucked up. So it makes me wonder if, you know, it's like, you know, it goes back to the old saying, hurt people, hurt people. Uh, so I, I always wonder, I'm like, maybe, you know, Dad Schneider or something, maybe he was fucking, you know, being creepy around Drake, and maybe Drake learned it from him. I, I, I don't know. Ultimately, we're in control of our own destiny, but it's just like, you keep hearing about this weird shit that's happening on all these Nickelodeon shows, and it's really disheartening. And, yeah, so that brings us to, you know, now uh, Jeanette McCurdy made her like an it's like an autobiography i guess you could say it's it's a it's a it's a memoir more than anything because you know she's not dead or really old so normally you do an autobiography you know when you're older and then if you're dead somebody does a biography on you an autobiography obviously being 
one that is self-written. Uh, but this is, I think she calls it a memoir, but it's called, I'm glad my mom is dead. And, uh, it's kind of, you know, obviously it's kind of controversial, uh, for a title, but I guess her mom, I guess her mom died in 2013 of cancer or something. She was fighting it for a long time, but, uh, either, either, either way, you know, it's, it's, it's controversial. I haven't read the book. Um, I haven't read much into it at all. Uh, I do think I want to read it sometime because I, I think it would be an interesting read to say the least, but supposedly her mom was really abusive too. And it's kind of like a classic example of, uh, a, 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 a parent putting all of their faith and their future into their child. Uh, whereas like. You know, she's just one of those Hollywood moms, you know? It's not Holly won't, it's Hollywood, you know? So she's very much um, negligent to um, Jeanette's, uh, you know, suffering in Hollywood. And and I guess, again, I haven't read the book yet, but this is just what I've heard people saying about it is that she's had stories about, you know, like just the weird shit happening on set uh the the abuse of power and just abuse of actions by you know some of the adults on set and her mom would just kind of say you know grin and bear it you know that's hollywood baby and there's so there's apparently something about a text about her giving her mom giving her shit and then at the end of the text being like also i need money for a new fridge or something I don't know if that's true, but I thought that was really funny. I'm like, I'm like, you're gonna give your daughter shit. Like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're just a little bitch, and you're got an ego. Also, can you give me some money for a fridge? My fucking LG, shit the bed. I I want the one with the iPad in it. Come on. So I I again, I don't know if that's true. That I, that's another hearsay thing. I have not uh, read the book, but. It, uh, I don't know, I, uh, when I was younger and stuff, I, like, I always kind of had a crush on her, Jeanette McCurdy. I don't know why, just, obviously Ariana Grande is always going to be my, my crush forever, still to this day. Uh, well, let's just say both of them, both of them, but I, I don't know. She, I, I liked her style of comedy too on the show. I like that she was kind of like the tough, the tough girl, and she'd always like, you know, smack the shit out of Jimmy or Gibby and all the other people. <laughs> it was just kind of funny, uh, a lot of physical comedy. So I, uh, I, I always respected her too. So I thought she was always a cool character on there, but it doesn't sound like she did a. You know, it, it really doesn't sound like she had a good time on uh, on the show. It sounded like there was a lot of weird shit going on. And I think it, I, I, I think it always, honestly, I think it all stems from that Dan, Har Dan, Dan Harmon, sorry, Dan Schneider, not Harmon. Dan Harmon's the guy that made Community. Um, it all, it all comes down to, yeah, Dan Schneider. I think he's just a creepy dude. And he's got like a lot of, there's a lot of weird pictures of him, like hugging the young cast members and just kind of being creepy. If you Google it, you could find it. It's, it's, I don't know. He's just, you know, one person could be like, it's promo material, but then another person could be like, yeah, it's also kind of creepy. So. I don't know. You can just take a picture standing next to them. It's fine. You don't have to hold them, you weird fucker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm just looking at pictures right now of of, uh, of him being a fucking creepy guy. Ugh. Okay, I gotta look away. It's too much. <laughs> but uh, where was I? Oh, there's my tab. But yeah, so anyways, I uh you know, good on her for spe for speaking out, you know, and, you know, obviously the book is, t 
is gonna get deep. It's talking, you know, the whole "I'm glad my mom is dead." It's just her, you know. I think that's just her style of humor in a way, and and also, it's just how, you know, her mom was a terrible person to her when she was trapped in that Hollywood machine, and I think it's a lot like. The comparison I could make is, like, if you've watched The Boys, it's, like, Starlight's mom. You know, Starlight's Starlight wants to be a superhero so bad. She wants to be in the Seven. And then once she gets it, she realizes it's not all glamour. She realizes that the Seven are kind of fucking dicks. And the celebrity lifestyle is a little bit abusive. And, you know, there's kind of some crazy shit going on. Uh, but her mom just is like, no, no, you, you're in the seven, though, sweetie. You're in the seven. You got to respect them. You got to love them. We're going to make lots of money. We're going to be famous. So I feel like that's how her mom was. Uh, again, that's just a sense I'm getting based off everything that I've heard. I do not know her mom, obviously. But I don't know. I think it'd be worth a read if you guys want to check out that book. Just look it up. It's like $13 on Google Play. You can get the ebook. There you go. Yeah, again, that's called I'm Glad My Mom is Dead by Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I guess the last thing I'll end off here with is um, it's just a, a, another small story, but it's just something for it's, it's It happened to be last night, actually, and it's not the, it's not the first time. And I'm just kind of wondering what it means. And I'd like to have one of my buddies on here to talk about it with because I know he's a big fan of um, dreams and just, you know, the idea of being unconscious and how our brain works. And to me, it's it, ever since I was a kid, dreaming has always been a fascinating thing for me because... It's always, it's just, it's, it's just so weird to me because, you know, and there's a lot of dreams you have while you're asleep that are so fucking vividly real that they, it fucks with you when you wake up, when you wake up, you kind of like, you know, what the, what the fuck just happened? And that's kind of what happened last night. I, uh, you know, I went to sleep like normal. That's why I'm f fucking exhausted today. I was up at, I was up at like four a.m. to leave the house at like five, five thirty. Had to get on the road, have a long drive, then you know, drove nine hours today, and then I came home and I'm like, I'm like I, I'm like I should have a nap, but I'm like no, if you nap, you're never gonna. That's it. You're done for. You're never doing the podcast. So I'm like, I'll do the podcast first. I, I'm not crazy, crazy tired, but I'm definitely not a hundred percent. That's for sure. But either way, I I had a weird, I had a weirdly vivid dream last night. That's what I'm getting at, and it was, yeah, it was very strange because it's, I know it's one I've had before, but in a different setting. So, my dream this time was I was out, and it, it it's weird because it came from another dream, just like the other one. I always start in a different dream that I don't really remember, but then I transition into this dream, which I do remember quite vividly, even right now, and it's, it's, uh, um, and it's, I was outside of my trailer, like outside of my residence. And I look, I was just kind of in a weird area, like a weird, I was just standing outside, but the world was different. It was the same world. I was still in the same geographic location. That is my, my trailer, my house. And, but the sky was different. It was almost purple. Kind of like the podcast background, like that starry kind of shit. But up in the up in the sky, I could see it looked. The only way I could describe it 
is that it looked like a Star Wars, like a laser fight was going on. Like I, I, I could see like, look like lightning almost like, like flash. You know how lightning kind of just has that bright light, like an explosion almost like a boom, 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 boom. That's it. It was just that. That's all I saw was that in the air. And then like lasers or something. It looked like just beams of light going every which way. And then I looked up and I, and I could see this flying saucer. And I didn't know what the hell that meant. I'm like, oh, shit, a flying saucer. So I wanted to get inside my place. And so I, and then I, when I looked down at the ground to start walking, the ground, it almost looked like a moon rock. It was like white sand I was walking in, or white. It was the dirt, but it was white. And it looked like it had little holes in it everywhere. Like, like it was porous or something. And it was ah, just it was so weird. And then I looked up, and it, again, it looks like a big space battle is going on. All these lights shooting everywhere. And then this UFO, this fucking flying saucer. And it's just a big round one. It's coming down. It's got lights on it. Like, it's got lights all around it. And it was just coming down at me, and I just I couldn't move. I felt like I was almost paralyzed. I was trying to get inside my house, but I, I just I couldn't move. My feet would not move. And I just watched this UFO dance around me. And then it was coming closer. And then I woke up right then. And, and, and like, but when I woke up, you know, I was in a pitch black room, but I could still see the visuals of like the space effects. It was weird. Like, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you look in a bright light, and then you start blinking and you see the image of the bright light when you blink. If that makes fucking sense. Uh, like it got burned on your retina a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's the only way I could describe it is it was like that. It was like the image was burnt into my cornea or something. And then like, and then like I woke up and I turned on my light and I'm like, yeah. That was a dream, right? And I just kind of looked at it, and it was just, it's just one of those weird dreams where it makes you wake up, and you just, you know, you walk around, and you're like, yeah, okay, we're here. It was just, it was so real, and it was just, it really, it messed me up, and it made my sleep worse, because I had to, like, wake up and, like, chill out for, like, half an hour. And then I went back to sleep and I was good, but it's just so weird. And again, the weirdest thing about this dream is that I've had it before. Only one other time, but I, but I remember having it before and I feel like it was this year, but the different, the only difference was I wasn't at my trailer in the first time I had that dream. I was at my childhood home. And on my childhood home, we had a deck that was around the whole house. It was it was an RTM, so ready to move. And it was we you know we put it on a concrete basement, and then it had this nice deck that moved. Uh, later in its life, it was around the whole house, but when we lived there, it was only on the one side of the house. But it was the same dream, and I, only I was on that deck. But I was looking out, and yeah, the whole kind of the whole sky was kind of like this purplish, pinkish, you know, bluish, like, weirdness. Only instead of a flying saucer in that dream, I saw, like, this big... It, It's it's hard for me to explain to somebody who's not a fucking nerd, but it almost looked like a... I don't know. It looked like a big mothership. Like a big whale of a ship. I'm trying to think of uh, a big ship to compare it to. But, uh, I don't know. It just looked like this colossal, massive ship, and in in the way of like a like a whale almost. Like that's what it looked like for for the shape. 
except for at the back, obviously, it had thrusters uh, rather than a whale tail. <laughs> but it was weird. It was the same thing, though. There was like It was like a laser battle was going on in the sky. So I just saw these flashes of light everywhere, and I was, you know, it was another dream where I remember waking up, and I'm like, what the fuck was that about? And that one... I don't remember the dream I came from either, but I just remember, yeah, randomly being on my porch and then just seeing this laser battle and, and like all these lights going everywhere in the sky and then this this weird massive ship just coming out of what looked like a portal almost. or But the portal is where all the lights were coming out of and looked like a space battle of some kind. So I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's It was a weird dream, and I've had it a couple times. So I'll, I'll let you know if it does happen again. But I think the weirdest thing for me is uh, waking up after those dreams and feeling like they're real or something. So I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's an alternate dimension me that's living these events and and. Uh, you know, maybe he's going to space battles <laughs> or he's getting invaded by aliens or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out one day when we get Elon Musk's Neuralink in us. <laughs> but either way, that's all I had for you guys today. So thank you guys so much for watching. Remember to follow the podcast and all social media. Links are in the description below, as well as my Twitch and Rand's Twitch. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace out, guys.